Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Hi, it's Chris Howard here on the Lace Partners HR on the Offensive podcast once again. Uh, today, I'm joined by one of our co-founders and managing director, Cathy uh, Akratopolo. Hello. Hi, Chris. You all right? I'm good, thank you. We're going to talk lion manager capability we today, are. aren't we? Yes. But before we do that, because there might be some people that may have not heard your voice before, your subtle dulcet tones, <laughs> perhaps you could give us a little bit, all of the listeners, a bit of an overview as to who you are. Sure. Um, okay. A bit of background, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so as you say, I'm um, Managing Director of Lace Partners, along with Aaron Albury, my business partner. Um, my background is a mix of HR consulting and HR practitioner. Um, I've got a real passion around uh, transforming the HR function to be more efficient and effective, and in particular around that, how we actually deliver long-term behaviour change. Hmm. Um, so I've been with LACE since day one. We've just had our fifth birthday last November. Um, I'm really interested today to talk about um, something that I will try not to get on my soapbox about, which is line manager capability. We like soapboxes. Do we? Okay. Yeah, we're going to get um, on soapboxes. It's fine. <laughs> but in particular, what good people management looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's so many people out there and it doesn't even, I mean, we're going to talk from the HR context, mm -hmm. but um, as you and I were just talking off air a second ago, this applies to everybody and we've all got instances of yeah. of good, bad line, exactly. manager, line management experiences. Exactly. So. And I guess that's why I particularly like to focus on this topic because actually in our careers, I'm sure all of us, whether we've, you know, a year into work or whether we're into our you know, third or fourth decade of working, um, we can all think of times where we've been managed really well, mm -hmm. where we've actually had a really positive experience of um, working for someone that we've respected, that has managed us well and got the best out of us. And conversely, I think we can all think of times where, you know, that hasn't been great mm -hmm. and it's impacted both your, maybe your motivation at work, your performance at work and your focus at work. Um, and I guess what I get frustrated with is, I think therefore we all know what good looks like um, and we could all quite easily articulate what it feels like to be managed well and what 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 we would like to be, um, what maybe the core components of what good people management um, are. But actually, when it comes down to it, um, how many of us have ever been trained in how to people manage yeah. others? Um, and I think, you know, as we'll get into, I'm sure, HR actually has a huge dependency as a function. Yeah on the people managers in their business, actually really embracing their accountabilities and being really good at managing others. Mm. Because it's when we're not good at managing others, that HR has to intervene and in effect starts doing the role of the line manager or yeah. holding the line manager's hand or cleaning up some mess, shall we say, that yeah. may have been prevented. Yeah. Um, if we're looking at pure risk and compliance perspective, but also if we're not managing our people effectively, are we actually, as a business, achieving the results that we could achieve yeah. if we really, really invested in that asset, which is our workforce? Yeah, and I think it's it's an interesting one. And again, we were just talking about this um, off air, so I'll repeat it back on air. Um, I've got my own instances of that, you know, in my previous life, you know, running a marketing team. The first time I I actually began um, running a team in an office environment, um, I had absolutely no idea um, where I, you know, I'd managed people. You know, I worked in a shoe shop. I worked in a shoe shop, which now doesn't exist anymore. But um, <laughs> and 
you know, you're managing people from a, a retail perspective, but getting into that office environment for me was completely different. And the training that I effectively got was, well, you've been pretty good at marketing, so now you can lead the team and away you go. And I didn't really have any kind of, I didn't feel I had any kind of structure in place. It was very ad hoc. It was almost whenever there's a problem, I'm just going to go to my boss yeah. and hope they know the answer. Absolutely. And, you know, ultimately, and we'll come on to some of the data that sits behind this, but, yeah. but we recently um, held our People Tech Conference last October. And as part of that, we ran some discussion groups. And in those discussion groups, with about 45, 50 HR directors over the day, we asked a number of questions on mm-hmm. topics related to line manager capability. And one of those topics were, were, was, um, do, you, um, do your criteria for promotion um, include consideration of people management capabilities? So mm-hmm. when somebody moves into a role as a senior role compared to where they are now, so a step up the ladder, um, and that role comes with responsibilities to manage others, whereas maybe they may not have managed a team before. Mm. When you look at promotion readiness, are you assessing someone not just at how well they do their current job, i.e. maybe their technical capability in the job, let's say they're in sales, so their, their ability to sell and their results relate to selling, but actually when you start looking at them being promoted into a role that involves managing others, do you include in your assessment, well, actually, how effective will they be at managing others? And interestingly, um, the HR directors that we asked were pretty much 50-50 split. Yeah. Some of them did and some of them didn't in terms of their performance, uh, their promotion criteria, which I found really interesting. Okay? Yeah. So let's say suddenly um, you weren't managing a budget, um, but then you moved roles or were promoted into a role where you actually had responsibility for a budget. Let's say five million pounds. Mm-hmm. I would I would estimate that typically someone quite quickly is going to help you and coach you on how to manage that budget effectively, or pick you up very quickly if you make mistakes on spend yeah. or investment from yeah. relating to your budget. And that's Whereas because, actually, if you if you're managing others and you make mistakes, you may never be picked yeah. up. Yeah, and that's because it's the, I don't know. It, it's obviously it's the tangible thing. Here's, yeah. here's a pot of. Five million pounds, as opposed to here are a collective of human beings who all actually have a great value to an organisation. Do, do businesses actually then recognise that and say, "Well, these guys, the intrinsic value of them yeah. is probably even as much as this five million pound pot of cash that you've been given." Yeah, absolutely. And look, we know that HR directors, again, through both the um, People Tech Conference in October and also our HR on the Offensive White Paper, where we asked these questions, um, we know that. of the HR directors we've spoken to rate their line manager's capability of managing others as average at best. Mm. And actually, about 40% were sort of at the poor end of the scale, saying our line managers are not great at this. Mm. Now, you know, that in itself is, is, I find that the 88% surprising. Yeah. And only 12% felt that they're, HR, their, sorry, their line managers are actually effective at managing others. Um, and you think about the value opportunity that that presents to be able to then do something explicitly for people to make them more confident and more capable as people managers. The value creation that could come from that is significant, not mm-hmm. just in terms of um, productivity, but in terms of employee experience, um, motivation, engagement. We know engagement is directly linked to productivity. So, so, so the cycle goes on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that to me, it's a no brainer 
to actually invest in this as as a capability, a core capability for every business. Mm. Um, and that, I guess, is why I get really passionate about Yeah, I mean, that, that figure is quite astounding, actually, when you think about it, 88%. And the first thing that pops into my mind is if 88% of HR, again, very small sample yeah. size, we've not gone out to tens of thousands of HRDs yeah. across the globe, but... Um, if you've got 88% of a collective of people that are saying, well, you know, we're, we're average in that point of view, how much do you think it's HR's responsibility or the people within there yeah. to actually, I know we're kind of getting off topic yeah, yeah. slightly, but no, no, but we are that's the first thing I think about is if you're a HRD and I'm turning around to my board and saying uh, 88% of our line managers are average, I imagine the board turn around and say, well, is this your average? Your best, right? Yeah. So 40% were poor. Yeah. So it's not just 88% were average. Oh, that's yeah, actually, you know, a lot of people actually in the poor category or, or you know, below average. Mm. Okay, so we asked the question as well around who is accountable for this? Um, and this is where we got the most debate and discussion at the end of our discussion groups at People Tech. In terms of accountability, half the group felt very strongly that it, everyone, the business is accountable mm -hmm. for good people management. Half the group felt that HR is accountable for people management. And I guess the challenge is this. If everyone is accountable, I'm sure we've all done racing matrix um, before, matrices before. If everyone is accountable, no one is no accountable. accountable. Okay, yeah. nothing gets done. Yeah. Someone or some function has to take the lead. And I guess where we landed was, and I, I personally agree with this, HR isn't accountable for every individual being managed effectively by their people manager. But HR is accountable, in my view, mm. for ensuring that good people management is seen as a priority for the business, providing the tools and the, and the techniques and the coaching for people managers so that they're given every opportunity to be confident and capable in their role. And in also accountable in some way for tracking improvement over time. Mm. So there is an accountability, in my view, that firmly rests with HR. We have a shared responsibility for actually managing our teams effectively. Whether we sit in HR and finance in the front line of the business, wherever, we are all personally responsible as line managers for managing our teams effectively. Hmm. But HR needs to be the conscience of the business to make sure it happens. Okay, so let's talk specifically. I mean, we've kind of already delved into the yeah. HR on the offensive white paper yes. and this particular section. Yeah. Was there anything in there that perhaps we haven't already mentioned that yeah. you stood out that maybe surprised you or um, the responses of the HR directors may be surprised you. Yeah, bit. okay. So so let's dwell on what we do in this mm -hmm. and some of the stats that, that I found surprising related to that. So if you think about what we do, we're an HR transformation boutique consultancy. Um, so we help our clients to our HR directors, who are typically our clients, um, and we help HR directors to really think about their operating model. So as an HR function, what components, what capabilities do you need as a function to deliver the service offering that you've defined? Mm -hmm. So firstly, what's that service offering? Secondly, how best you organize yourselves around the capabilities that that service offering dictates you need. And thirdly, you know, what are the processes and, and um, systems and um, ways of measuring um, output that you actually have to have in place to drive that operating model forward? That's a core part of what we do with our clients. And as part of that, we also help them select and implement the right HR technology mm -hmm. to support effective people management in the business, as well as running the HR function effectively. Now, all of those 
design aspects, either selecting the HR technology, looking at the HR operating model, looking at the processes end-to-end that relate to people management. During all of that, you make huge assumptions around the role of the line manager in mm-hmm. managing people. So we, when we map a process end-to-end, let's take performance management. We don't just look at the steps that are done in the system. We look at the process end-to-end. Mm-hmm. And we make assumptions about what a line manager would do in that process, what HR is there to do in that process, and what an employee is there to do in that process. And those assumptions, therefore, if you roll them all up, and you look at what that looks like for a line manager, effectively describes for you a line manager's accountability when it comes to people management across the whole employee life cycle. Um, Now, we do that as part of the work we do with clients, but quite often it's the first time that HR as a function will have been explicit, therefore, about what a people manager is expected to do. Mm -hmm. And when you're communicating or providing the change and adoption support for the change related to an HR operating model or an HR system or both, you are communicating the role of the line manager because Mm -hmm. you have to Mm -hmm. say, okay, guys, you previously did this. We now like you to do this. And as a result of that, um, quite often it can be the first time that an HR function or a business is clearly setting out what good looks like for people management. Now, so one of the questions we asked the um, HR directors, both in HR on the offensive and at People Tech, was have you defined what good people management looks like? Mm. And this is why I found it interesting, okay, because I've worked with numerous organizations over my career, and it's rare for me to find a company that has been explicit about what good people management looks like. We mm. need to help them define it as part of the work we do, but rare, you know, it's rare that they've got that in, in advance. And in that scenario, just under half of the business or the HR directors we spoke to felt that they had defined what good people mentioned looked like. Now, I haven't come across half the business I've spoken to that haven't defined it. So when you dig into that, you say, well, what does that actually look like? Yeah. Quite often what it looks like is, you know, the, okay, so in our values, we talk about we treat people with respect or we operate with integrity or within our um, leadership capability framework, we talk about the need to coach others, for example. But it doesn't really explain, actually, the nature of how you will have a challenging performance management conversation. It doesn't really set out the way in which you expect a line manager to be relatively autonomous when it comes to managing maybe a straightforward grievance or disciplinary or or, um, an individual who's persistently absent or has been on long-term sick. But that's the reality of being a people manager. Mm -hmm. In reality, you're managing your team and you're accountable for managing those different scenarios and doing it with confidence. Mm. And can you actually be taught that? Yes. Some of the some of the stuff around I'm playing devil's advocate. Can you be taught the stuff around learning how to effectively deal in a that kind of stressed environment okay. so, type situation? So I, I personally believe you can. But but I think the challenge I would throw back is what what are the risks of not training people on this? Oh, okay? absolutely. So if if you have a line manager and for the HR directors listening to this, the HR teams listening to this, I'm sure they've all been in scenarios where they've needed to wade in and help revert an issue or, or mitigate an issue that's arisen because a line manager hasn't followed due process. Now, we can all be trained on processes. And I think actually, um, you know, that's often, often a, a nervousness around the people manager mm-hmm. um, population in that they don't really know what to do if an individual raises a grievance about someone in their team 
or is persistently absent or, you know, has any of those challenges around sort of what we would call case management, I guess, from an HR point of view, as well as actually how to make sure they're getting the best out of their teams and all the positive aspects of managing others. In reality, in terms of practical things you need to do and the processes you need to follow, it's quite rare to find an organisation that has trained on that and has explicitly set it down in writing about what what a people manager or a line manager is therefore expected to do beyond the level of treat people with respect, hold twice yearly performance reviews and, um, you know, operate with integrity or or some broad brush leadership capabilities. And so I think the 47% of saying, yes, we've defined what good looks like, surprised me, because that's not what I would say reflects my experience. And mine either. My admittedly isn't as much as yours. Um, But, you know, and, and I'd say to anyone listening, you know, where have you seen it written down? Yeah. You know, where have you seen it written down where you expect people managers to do this in their role and to therefore be judged themselves when it comes to their performance reviews about how well they do that, as well as how well they do the maybe the more technical aspects of their job, mm-hmm. albeit sales or customer service or whatever it is. So that to me was surprising. And I think that we actually have um you know, the opportunity when we work with our clients to state that for the first time. Mm. Um, And actually, the challenge that comes with that is that line managers then need support to be an effective people manager, as you're saying, you know, can we train? Yes, we can. Um, And actually, not just on the processes, but but so the what, it's also on the how. So how would you behave? How, Mm. what sort of behaviours would you be exhibiting if you were sitting down with someone who was raising a, a grievance to you as their line manager about someone in the team? What mm. what sort of you know, behaviours would you do, would you use to help encourage someone to perform better mm. in their role? So it's the what and the how. And that to me is what good people management um, looks like. You need to define the what and the how. Okay. Um, just before we uh, wrap up then, um, any other bits that you just want to um, kind of flag as a, if you're going to think about one thing? Okay. So for the HR leaders listening, I would challenge them to say, how clear have you been in your organisation about what's expected when you're a people manager? And if you don't feel you've been explicit about it, I would challenge you to ask yourself, what value could I create for this business if A, we were explicit about it, B, we communicated that, C, we assessed capability in that area before we promoted people into positions where they uh, were managing others for the first time um, and D actually what support could you provide as an HR function and how could you do that efficiently and effectively mm. to improve that capability I personally think there's huge value to be gained from this there's, there is no downside um, and, and I think it's something that, that um, for me HR functions to perform well need a high performing pool of people managers Cool. Cathy, thank you very, very much. Um, Pleasure. Appreciate your time today. Um, This is the HR on Defensive podcast. You can uh, download uh, today's podcast, listen to it offline. Um, We've got a whole host of podcasts that we're doing over the coming weeks and months um, on all of the different sections of um, HR on the Offensive. But actually, what we want to do with this um, podcast, if you haven't already heard me talk about this before, is um, this podcast is designed to give you some practical advice, some guidance, some tips. We want to talk about lots of different things like latest HR tech that's out there in the marketplace as well so um, download subscribe listen like um, write lovely things in the comments um, and uh, I shall speak to you all again soon and Kathy I'm sure we're definitely going to be talking again soon thanks a lot Chris cheers